Uh, thanks to all of you for joining us today. We're excited to have Sarah Tepema join us. Uh, we're building off of the CCA's recent panel discussion on racism, which if you haven't seen, it's definitely worth your time to check out. Uh, the recording of it is on CCA's website. You can access that for free. Um, I'm excited to talk uh, to Sarah today. Um, Sarah is very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and there's a lot we can learn from her on this topic. So Sarah, welcome. Thanks for, uh, for joining me. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. Um, Sarah, just to uh, kick things off, why don't you uh, give everyone a quick uh, introduction of yourself, uh, what you do employment-wise, what your volunteer roles are, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, so I am an independent consultant. I work in healthcare. Uh, mostly I work in the value-based care space and working with provider organizations. Um, I've been on my own for about a year, and before that I was at Healthcare Service Corporation, which is uh, Blue Cross of five states, including Illinois and Texas. And there I also worked on value-based care programs. Um, and then in the past, I've done lots of different things, including most of my time in consulting, a lot of time in benefits consulting. Um, I worked for a few years at the Society of Actuaries as the staff fellow for health and the research fellow. So, um, like I said, I've done a lot of different things in my past, but um, I felt like uh, when I was at the SOA, it was interesting. I, I was telling health actuaries a lot about research, you know, market research we'd done saying we need to be helping providers learn how to take risk. And then I got an opportunity to do that. So um, I kind of shifted my view and working with providers and risk and, and um, you know, population health, I would say broadly. Um, and then as a volunteer, I'm, I'm a very active volunteer currently. I am on the board of the Society of Actuaries and um, am the, the leader for DE&I for the SOA, so that's why we're talking today. Um, I am also, I, I chaired the research executive committee of the SOA, so my background is kind of in, in research, actuarial research. Um, and then I also chaired a task force on public health um, a few years ago for the SOA. So that, that got me really deep into um, health equity, which I hope we can talk about a little bit more today. So yeah, that's what I'm currently up to. And um, what I'm hoping to do is spend more time in the future working with working on health equity, um, helping organizations and providers um, allocate resources in the best way to serve a population and make it healthier and, and a more equitable system for them. Awesome, well, thank you for that. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, part of the impetus for uh, our uh, our discussion today is really around your role as the uh, committee chair for the, the, so the Society of Actuaries and the Casualty Actuarial Society have a joint yep. committee on diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DE&I, as you, uh, you referenced the acronym earlier. Um, so to start with, Sarah, how did you become passionate about this topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Um, it's just something I've always been, um, I guess, cared about. It, it's, I think you and I were talking the other day, it's sort of like, I, I don't know how you could not care about it right now, to be honest with you. It's a, it's a really important time for um, social justice and um, racial and ethnic equity. And um, we, we have a lot of work to do. And so I, I just feel like, you know, if there's a platform and in, in work being part of the SOA board, I want to use that platform as much as I can to try to at least help within our profession, raise awareness, um, try to change and move the needle a little bit, become a, a more representative profession. So, I, you know, I, I, I've always cared about social justice issues and this is like, it's just a heightened awareness and, and recent events have obviously made it even more, feel even more important than in the past. 
Yeah, I mean, clearly it's a topic that's been written about for decades now at this point, um, but it's but it's been brought to the uh, the forefront once again due to, to recent events, especially here in the U.S. And I want to go back yeah. to something you said, though, in, in your comment there. What what do you see as some of the challenges with diversity within the actuarial profession? Well, I think the the biggest one that we face is well, it, as everyone knows, and it's not a, it's not a secret. We we are not doing a great job of attracting diverse candidates into our candidate pipeline, or therefore members into our membership ranks. Um, and I think the biggest issue that we found, and, and actually there was some market research that supports this from a couple years ago, uh, is that uh, kids of color don't know about the profession when they're in high school and in, even in middle school. And so what happens is they don't get set up in college, they don't start taking the exam soon enough, they don't get that internship, they don't leave the university without with you know enough exams to get hired. Um, so if we can just raise awareness at high school level, and like I said, middle school is even becoming more and more important as kids are, especially kids in STEM, realize that this is something they're passionate about in middle school, and they start looking at careers in engineering or in you know, math and science, um, and we wanna make sure that they're considering actuarial science as well as those other STEM careers. I think, um, you know, in thinking about that, I, I think most actuaries that you talked to probably didn't come across the profession until they were maybe even in college. Um, every once in a while, you run across somebody that, that knew they wanted to be an actuary or at least had heard of the profession in high school. So, so what's the difference then between, uh, say, students of color and, and white students in getting that message across? Well, I think what we're finding is that uh, the students that get hired for full-time work or even for actually for internships because most full-time companies want you to have an internship and most internships happen you know sophomore junior year of college um, the kids who learned about it in high school which are predominantly white kids uh, are the ones that are going to have that advantage because they're going to start taking the exams earlier in their college career right um, and so because that group is disproportionately white um, the group that gets internships is disproportionately white and so what we need to do is either, you know, we need to raise that awareness so that, and I think, I think actually more and more kids are learning about the profession in high school of all, you know, races and ethnicities um, and enter university knowing they want to be an actuary. Um, and then those that don't, you know, hopefully learn about it early on, but it needs to be early enough where uh, they can get in that pipeline for internships and jobs. So that, that that's just that it's a big disproportionate share that, that really learn about it soon enough. Okay, um, you know, thinking through another aspect of this too, um, I know the Society of Actuaries recently is, is making a big push to get people to update um, some of their, their, their just own personal information in the SOA's database. I, I'm assuming that's coming out of a need to understand actually where we're at as a profession. We're probably have a sense that, that when you look at the makeup of our profession compared to the population as a whole, that there's probably disproportionate numbers um, and we're not very reflective of the overall population. Any, anything that you could speak to on that front? As far no, as that's, that's, that's totally true. Absolutely true. I mean, we can't measure what we can't manage what we can't measure. Right. And so if we don't know who, what people's genders and ethnicities are, uh, we can't track it and see how we're doing. Um, we, and I, you know, this is true from the exam system, but candidates are asked to provide that information. So we have pretty good data for our younger members. It's like our, our older members um, who maybe haven't been into the database in many years um, where we really wanna get them to populate it as well so we can have a sense of, you know, at all ages, how are we doing? Um, 
but yeah, it, and you know, it's it's important that we get that data just so we can start to track it. And um, we would we would love to provide very transparent data to membership. Um, and you know, I think other organizations would like to have that data, like CCA would like to have that data too. So um, again, we have to we have to track it if we want to be able to measure it. Um, and and so you know, I mentioned that the candidate pool, uh, which reminds me of another challenge, which is you know. Um, exams, if we don't get, we're not getting candidates taking the exams, um, we won't, you know, we won't be able to get to men as numbers, obviously. But um, the other challenge that I was reminded of is that, you know, there's this myth that we have a meritocracy. And so it doesn't really matter what, you know, because people take exams and um, that's how people become successful as an actuary. Um, and so it doesn't really matter what their ethnicity is and we don't need to track that. And, and I would say that that's a myth and it's not really true. Um, you know, we have a lot of evidence to show that just because, first of all, we, we have a hard enough time attracting people into the pipeline to begin with. So that's that, that awareness issue. But even uh, members who do pass the exams, we know that there is plenty of workplace bias and there's, um, there's plenty of issues in people becoming successful overall as actuaries. The exams is one thing, um, but career success is, is a separate issue. And so um, we want to try to help our members to overcome that, either uh, members of color who need to overcome those biases in the workplace or their white peers who need to learn how to overcome their biases and make, you know, and help their uh, colleagues of color become successful. Awesome, thank you.